Hey everybody, today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, a basketball-themed board game only available at hoopsters.store. I like playing board games because it gives me a chance to connect with my kids or my friends, and for me, the best games are a lot of fun, but they're easy to learn, right? I don't like checking the rules on the inside of the box to lay every other move. Great games require some strategy, but also a little bit of luck, and they don't take forever to complete a game. I'm not a fan of those five-hour Monopoly sessions. So I can tell you firsthand that Hoopsters is all of these things. You can play a quick game in 15 minutes or longer one in 30. It brings all of the thrill of basketball together with the strategy of backgammon. And I just can't tell you enough about how much fun it is. Each set is handcrafted here in Central Ohio, so head to hoopsters.store, and if there aren't any sets available, you can drop in your email address and we'll let you know as soon as we have some more. That's hoopsters.store. Now on to the show. All right, then we'll do it in three, two, one. Cue coach. Giddy up and let's go. We're going to try to figure out which way is up and what the hell happened in Kentucky. And BMOC shares his knowledge of the ponies. Where are they now? We give an update on our 2018 MLB prospects. You'll be surprised. They're great. All right, plus locks of the week and racing trivia. Everybody live from the PP Dome. This is Sports Wednesday. As always, Chase. great as always. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Wednesday. Sports talk for the medium fan. That means we know the big storylines, but we are liable to get some of those details wrong. Let me tell you who's on the show. I am Pete Brown, the big man on campus. I'm your host. You might hear my co-host calling me BMOC. That's what that stands for, big man on campus. And those co-hosts, well, they're they're quite a set of fellas. <laughs> quite a set of fellas. This first guy. This guy. This, fir- this, this guy. guy for years has been claiming he was the first person to refer to a hockey puck as a biscuit. <laughs> it's the coach, basketball legend, Matt Longley. How are you, coach? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. It's amazing how your your basketball legendary status just transfers over to hockey during hockey season. It really does. It just it's it's it very really transferable. Does. Very good. And this other guy who you hear playing sick guitar riffs, 80% of his waking life is spent watching youth baseball. <laughs> it's the maestro, Brian Hake. How are you, Maestro? I'm a little down. A little bit down. I'm a little down. And tell us why you're feeling down because it's time for hot takes. Oh, yeah. Our Columbus Blue Jackets just lost game six. They shit the bed. <laughs> so first time the Blue Jackets advanced beyond the first round of the playoffs. Uh, went up two to one on Boston, but they uh, lost the next three. Mm. So uh, these takes won't actually be hot on Wednesday. <laughs> We're recording them now when they're super fresh. They are Just super pop fresh. them in the microwave. Both of you guys were really dialed into this series. I had lots of conflicts, so really tonight's game was the first one. I only saw the last period that I really got in on. So, I mean, what went wrong for the Blue Jackets? The, the damn post, man. It, it was just unlucky. It was, wasn't meant to be, I think. Uh, you know, it seemed like Boston, they capitalized on their chances, and we did not. Or yeah. We I, unlucky. I'm going to get more into this on the because I have a final thought about this, but there's just something about um, these established teams like Boston and and teams that have been there and done it before, and it's it's it seemed like a mental edge, like it just seemed like they had something over the Blue Jackets because the way they were playing, it seemed like Boston was playing a little loose, and uh, CBJ was playing a little puckered up and a little panicky. So yeah. in the past three games, that's the way they played. Like they were up two one, but went into game three and they had everything changed. They definitely were frantic tonight. I mean, they were just hammering it away in front of that and they, goal. Tuka, yeah, Tuka Rask was amazing. Absolutely. Thirty seven, 
shots on goal, 37 stops. Uh, if he continues to play like that, I think Boston has a good chance to go all the way. Oh, that's the number one thing you need is a goalie standing on his head, and they've got one. That's right. I mean, and, and I think oh, – go ahead. No, I was going to say they, they're going to play this Nashville Hurricanes team, which is really hot too, and I, I've never seen them play, so I'll be curious to see how that all works it, it, out. Rants and corrections. I'm sorry, you mean Carolina Hurricanes? Yeah, what did I say? Nashville. Nashville. They have a lot of hurricanes that's, that's in Nashville. My, uh, <laughs> that's my medium sports there. No, that sounds like a, uh, a coach thing to say. Rants and corrections. Yeah. Well, I will, I will say this too. I think when you're playing kind of frantic and aggressive like the Blue Jackets, you open yourself up to quick goals the other way, and that's definitely what happened to me. Oh, yeah, high risk, high reward, and that's the way that that coach Tortorella has always played. But, mm-hmm. man, they just could not finesse one in, jam one in. They couldn't do anything. They could not get the biscuit in the basket. Biscuit in the basket. I will say, and I I think Coach and I have talked about this a little bit, um, it it seems like the Blue Jackets need one more guy, like another finesse guy, you know? Yeah. Like like the Bruins had, they had, uh, you know, I can't remember his name now, but they had Marchand and they had Pasternak. Pasternak and Bergeron. The guys all can flick the puck anywhere, anytime. And I felt like Panarin's the only guy on the Blue Jackets, at least in this series. That, and I and I feel like they thought that was they think or they thought and he's still young, but be Cam Atkinson. But boy, he, he kind of disappeared. I think he was playing very hard. I, I'm not going to take away his effort. He he had a lot of shots, but yeah. he just did not have anything dialed in. There just wasn't that other guy, you know. It was yeah, you know. I don't know. They'll have an interesting off season. And we need uh, Sergei Babrowski becoming an unrestricted free agent. Uh, would love to see him stick around. Yeah, if he could stay, that would be huge. And uh, the Bruins really have a player named Pasternak. Yeah, yep. he's their star. Like, like the famous Russian poet. What do they got? Chekhov? Is he on there? Is Tolstoy on yeah, there he's too? He's a defender, Tolstoy. He's a back literature slam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those are. Our our hot takes. I will say I, I really enjoyed watching the playoff run for the blue jackets. Uh, it was fun to see people around town get excited. And I don't know if you guys watched, even after they lost tonight, the crowd stayed there chanting CBJ for probably 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I will say, I think Columbus got some good sort of cred with this series because the, the announcers were like people in Columbus, they just stand the whole game. It's just something they do here. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know whenever it's going to happen again. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. why. All right. So quick, quick question before we move on to uh, our next thing, but uh, will you continue to watch the hockey playoffs? Now? Zero chance. <laughs> <laughs> I might if I turn it on, but I mean, I was driven by our local team. Yeah. How about you, Maestro? You know, I I I do I am curious about this next series for for Boston. I just want to see how it plays out, but yeah, I you know, I got too much I got, I got too much other stuff going on. All right, very good. Well, folks, those were hot takes. They're right at the top of the episode. Hopefully, they'll feel still a little bit fresh on Wednesday when this comes out. Let me just remind everybody you can follow the show on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. That's at Sport Singular Wednesday. And over on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. How are we doing on Instagram, fellas? We were up to 125. 125. And I think that's entirely due to BMOC's original content taking up the challenge. First, Maestro smacked me down last week. And then Coach said we had to do five pieces of original content, which nobody did. You sure? Hmm? Pretty sure I had five. I'm counting them. I don't see one, you have five two. posts. All my posts are original content. Cool. There. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. But you know, if you want to cool. post about two, cool birds, yeah, three, cool. four. Cool. cool. I have five. That's cool. I got five. All right, guys. Uh, one thing here, I'm calling in audible because I wanted to talk about this, folks. You need to work out. You need to exercise. And guess what? The length of a Sports Wednesday podcast is the perfect length between 50 minutes and an hour. So starting today, every Sports Wednesday podcast will have a midpoint where you'll hear, hey, it's the halfway point. So if you've gone for a walk, that's where you turn around to go home. If you've gone for a bike ride, (laughs) you turn around and go home. It's called the Sports Wednesday workout plan. Well, we're really far into the show. (laughs) Let me tell you, the show's (laughs) divided into two parts. 
Morning commute and evening commute. It's time for the morning commute. Let's go ahead and start this. And he might be chippy, but he can play guitar. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. All right, Coach, kick us off here. We're talking about the Kentucky Derby. Both of you guys were watching this live. I was indisposed at the time, so I didn't see all of the live analysis that you guys thought, but tell me about it. (laughs) Well, I mean, from me being a very, I don't even know if medium horse racing fan counts, I'd say definitely lower than that. Um, I mean, it was a good race. It was messy, ugly, and I just don't know what the hell happened. Like literally like them calling it out and saying that I didn't know you couldn't switch lanes. I didn't know that I was so confused. Like I've seen races for a long time and it always seems like they, they get closer and then they, um, they jockey for position. And I'm like, what do you mean? You can't, I mean like in in car racing, people switch lanes. It is a race like people, I think that's weird. There are no lanes because it was mud. Jockey for position. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Like I, th- I just didn't get that. Like I felt like, and then, you know, they have to go back to the tape and see like, Oh, you this guy. I don't know. I, I was really yeah. confused. Like I thought that was well, such, such a, maestro, maestro had picked maximum security. So he, he had a point on our, in, in one point on our um, ongoing standings is worth about $6 million. Yeah. yeah. You, and it, and it was taken that, away uh, from them. That there was like over forty million dollars that was oh lost. lost. Oh yeah. yeah, sure. Well, uh, the appeal by Maximum Security was denied today. Uh, so it is those rules are really there to protect the horses, and and it is where it's all if you about have the a horses, lane, though, in that industry, isn't it? You're you're entitled you're entitled to have that lane, and Maximum Security did swing out and impede two other horses. Uh, some anal- analysts I saw said, look, if this was just a regular race in the middle of the week, he would have been disqualified, no problem. Oh, really? Yeah, they were just like, you see that happen all the time. So the and stewards that watch you- it, which I learned, there are stewards that watch this would have made yeah. that call. But they watched the same race and didn't make the call, which makes me think this is like the foul at the end of a game in the NBA. You swallow your whistle. I know. So the only I way know. that they knew was the snitch. Right. Yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. This has become a PR nightmare for the horse industry on their biggest day. Don't you mean the glue industry? <laughs> oh. Well played and weird. I think there's a lot of people that are. Pissed. <laughs> Go ahead. What? No, I just think, I mean, it's, it's, it's. A, oh, it sucked. You know, think about that was black, your first black guy. That was your first Kentucky Derby. You're there. You're having a good time, and it's the one where the horse won on a DQ. I mean, okay. And I gotta ask the the, the jockey that called in. Eh, he bumped me. I'm out. I mean, they're not helping themselves out. I mean, they're you already. And I think that the horse that called foul wasn't even spoke. They weren't going to win. They, like, yeah, yeah and they, they even, even it said that War of the Roses, or I can't remember. What yeah, War of War of Will. War of Will. Yeah. He really had his. He was the one that had his race really screwed up by this. Yeah, and and maximum security's Jackie did say he was having a hard time with the keeping noise. his horse. Yeah, so uh, well, it was. I, I guess it's unfortunate. People are still talking about it. It's just you prefer them to be talking about like justifies running a triple crown. Nobody's talking about a triple crown now. No. Now you know. Well, I would love so. to see this maximum security race you know, win the next two races and then had sure. Then really there'd be scuttlebutt. Cause this feels like, this feels like the first round. This feels like a 16 beating a one in the, mm-hmm. in the March madness. And you're like, okay, that's neat. But now the whole bracket's messed up and this 16 is still going. Yeah. In most cases, they're just going to lose the next round. And I felt like there was something weird going on. So that the guy that won the, the jockey that won was from Panama. And then the guy on mm-hmm. that, what was it? Country. What was the one? The 65 to one country road. Is it? No. Countrywide, countrywide, maybe yeah. He was supposed the guy on that horse was supposed to ride Omaha Beach, the one that had to bow out because it had something wrong with it. It was the favorite for the race. country house. Country house, that's name. what it was. <laughs> there we go. But anyway, he's from Panama too, and I felt like there's some weird sort of. I'm the best jockey from Panama. 
No, I'm the best jockey. Okay. There was just some weird. Hey, newsflash jockeys. Nobody's going to remember you ever. So just no. <laughs> who cares? And I did have one take too. I don't know. In Panama, jockeys are huge. <laughs> Was that a, <laughs> is that a pun? Um, they, uh, it's funny because the announcers, uh, they must have, they're trying to be more PC about horse racing and they were calling them athletes yep. and, and, and mentioning mm-hmm. them as, you know, they were speaking to them almost as like they were personified. And, and at one sure. point, like I, I found it, I get it. I, I, they, they, they definitely are the, the, the athletes in the situation. It just kind of made me giggle the way they were talking about them. It's like, yeah. like yeah. people. It's, it is tough. I mean, to pretend this is not exploitative it's of totally. the animals. No, I just accept it yes. because I, you know, I like horse racing. I've gone uh, since I was a little kid. Um, but, you know, I hate it when the whips come out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's rough. So, but yeah, I don't think you can change a couple of words and clean up what it is. No, but I, I'm going to be, admit it, I do enjoy watching it. I mean, I'll watch these three races. This one, I'll, if I can watch, if I remember when the Preakness is, I'll watch it. Is that next week? Uh, I think it's a week after. Week after. And then and it's the Belmont, yeah. right? Is the third one. Yeah. Yep. So I need to ask That's you too. You, you, you said out there that you would want to tell us, give us a quick, you can either give us a taste right now of handicapping and how they do it because I don't understand it. Um, yeah. or you can, so, you're free reign to tell us whatever it is. You yeah, I'm curious. Know. And one thing you could work, we could weave into your storytelling BMOC mm. is how did, um, how did maximum security, when I picked it, it was 15 to one. And then like mm-hmm. 12 hours later, it was nine to two. Yeah. Like, money played yeah. on it. Yeah. As more money gets bet on a horse, the odds go down. Gotcha. So when you, yeah, you jumped on it at the right time, but he went off at nine to two. Still uh, decent odds, actually. Nine to two will win you 11 bucks on a $2 bet. So I, here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Uh, well, first of all, you know, we live in the data analysis era and there is now a very whole complicated rating system for horses that adds up to a certain number of points and those points you know kind of help determine odds and i know nothing about that <laughs> i thought you were about to tell us all that. i know i know i know it exists here's here's so i know the elmer brown system of handicapping horses there are four main points to it uh my dad uh, you know he's a world war ii vet so he took me to the races probably from the time I was 10 years old, probably twice a season we'd go out to Northfield Park. And it was great because, you know, he'd give me like $10 and I could make my own bets and he'd place the bets for me. Um, You know, and sometimes I'd come back with like $12 and 75 cents and I'd be thrilled. (laughs) So you guys know the basics, right? You can bet win, place, or show. Um, You know, win is obviously to win places first or second place and show is first, second, or third. So you win less money with each of those because the risk reduces. Then there's, of course, trifectas, superfectas um, that you can bet. Those have super long odds on them. You can make a lot of money there. So those, those are just basics there. Here's, here's, here's the four points my dad would teach me about picking horses. All right. right? The first, first thing you do is you look at their last three to four races. And he always said, are they ascending, which means are their places getting higher or are they descending or are they kind of stuck in the midland? If they're ascending, that's a horse that you really want to look at, right? So if they were in like third, third, a second and a first, that horse is starting to come into its prime. So that checks that box. If they're going the, yeah, if they're going the opposite way, he would stay away from that. He'd be like, look, it, it's not like a baseball player who's like, Oh, for four. And you're like, he's due. That's not that way. No, no, it doesn't. If, if they're starting to go down, there's something going on there. So, um, that's, that's number one. Look at your last three to four races. Number two, look at your, uh, track conditions. Yeah. Right. And that's right. So you, the, the racing form tells you is that most of them are sunny, but you get a couple of muddy, muddy races and a horse that likes to run the mud typically does well. We knew this was going to be a sloppy, sloppy track this year. So when I looked at those two things and then the third thing is he, he would really stay away from anything that was higher than 15 to one. I used to like to bid like that. I'd bet the 22 or 32 to ones just cause you know, it would be huge if it came in, but 15 to one and under is where he kind of drew that line. So that's why when I was looking at the field, my pick um, was, uh, what was his name? By my standards. Yeah. And he was 15 to one, right? 
Yeah, and he, uh, but he ran, he ran great in mud. He had two wins in the mud, including the Louisiana Derby, which was a big race that he had before that. So, those two things looked pretty good to me. I thought, you know, for a long shot bet, that's pretty good. You know, if a horse is going off at like two to one or four to one, you just don't win a whole lot of money betting them, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, nine to two wasn't too bad for maximum security, but you know, sometimes you come into these triple crown races and you know, a horse is, is literally at like three to two where you got about $2 just to win $3. Yeah. Okay. So here's the last thing. And this is the, the one secret, uh, the one time I had a long shot come in, I used this and it's really for when you're at the track watching them, you know, load up the horses, they march them around and then they load them into the dock. If you see a horse poop right before going into the dock, run to the window and back. Oh, really? Yeah. There's just something about it. And <laughs> my dad claims that's that works 80% of the time. It's probably closer to 40%. Now, and again, I want everyone to realize that this system, you know, I I just went over three on all my Kentucky Derby picks. So I can't speak to it. But those are the things I look at. I look at their last three to four races. I look at the track conditions. And if they poop Go bet on they that. They drop a now, deuce right before. Put your money on. There are people, they yeah. Betting well, before the, at that point, like how would you even? I don't know. Would you be standing at the bo- at the booth and well, they watching have watching them poop. They walk them around. They walk them around before they start loading oh. them in, right? So they they kind of go around this little track, and it's there for people to look at them, right, and make sure that they don't look like they have a hitch in their gait or they're too wily or something like that. So it was usually possible if you saw a horse poop that you could get to the window and get your bed in nice. on time. So, so that's, that's the system that I know. I, I don't think it is a good system necessarily, but it always makes it more interesting for me to watch when, when, um, when I do that. And of course I remember and my dad's too old to go out to the races now, but I know that he, he probably was sitting at home and handicapping it himself. Wow. Thank you guys have any questions? I, I, yeah, I mean, so if I go the nine to two, which I've just always yep. just assumed that they don't use fractions or they, I mean, excuse me, they don't use decimals. That's technically one to four and a half, right? Four and a half to one. Okay. Yes. That's yeah. just, and then you made a point said three to two odds. You have to bet $3 to win two. So mm-hmm. in nine to two. No, no. You have to bet $2 two to win, win three. three. So in this one, you bet two to get nine. Okay. Yes. I see what you're saying. So it pays out $11. Basically. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, and then oh, like, oh, another question: uh, trifectas yeah. and superfectas. So, trifectas, you've got to win yeah. three races, three wins, right? First, second, and third. You're you, you, so you've got to get one race. Get all you three. can do it. You can do both. You can do both. There can be a trifecta where you're picking the winner of the fourth, fifth, and sixth okay. races. You're absolutely right. Uh, or you can do like I'm going to pick first. So those are high third, odds, you, right. high payouts. Almost those are like parlays, like almost when you're betting yeah. games. Okay. So, for example. Uh, a superfecta, which is first, second, third, and fourth. There's a guy in Las Vegas who bet eight dollars, got the superfecta, won seventy eight thousand. Oh my god! Right, so those are almost to me they're yeah. fun. I don't mind putting two bucks down on them. Yeah, why so, not? Yeah, that's all part of paramutual betting, which is like you know all the other kind of wagers. That and you with can those make. types of or, bets, like that type of bet, are like real. Got real betters on ponies are those frowned on almost called like like tourist bets yes those are like tourist yeah, bets right for sure. there's no money in it for so sure they, so. except except you know you know there's those guys that just they live at the track right they might bet a trifecta across three races if they like three of the horses okay but for a big race like you know and and the other thing is like if you go to look like if we went to beulah park the jockeys and trainers probably don't matter there, right? At that level of horse right. racing. Uh, I think it does matter in triple crown racing, knowing who the jockey is. The trainers, I mean, they're all good just to get there, but there there are some trends that you can see based on that. I just can't follow it enough to keep them all straight. As long as the guy's from Panama, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> as you should. Oh, that was, that was yep. very so, helpful. Uh, uh, I will tell you the story of the longest odds that I didn't make a bag. It was, it was a sports editor in the Texas, um, I guess it was called the Texas Open, but that race was coming. I asked Jody, she she picks based on the horse's name, and she picked this horse named Lemon Drop Kid, and it was literally, I think it was 300 to 1. And 
I finished the paper at about seven in the morning. I'm like, I'll just stop and put a bet down before I drive back home. And I'm like, oh, I'm too tired. Oh, no. And that horse came in and she has never let me forget it. Oh, so a $5 bet would have been 1500 Yeah. Oh, so, my. Yeah. She even gets me. I'm like, Kentucky Derby's coming up. She's like, what about that time you didn't bet on that horse? Is Lemon Drop running? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Lemon Drop kid. I do love horse names. Do you guys like the names? Oh, love them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, Bold Venture is a good one. Pleasant mm, Colony. Pleasant Colony. Oh, that's right. You guys, all your streets yeah, are not in my neighborhood. Lemon Drop Kid. Was yeah, that but, the name of that horse, Peter? Yeah. Um, Pleasant Colony is a Kentucky Derby winner. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? I believe so, yes. What about Bold Venture? Bold Venture sounds like every horse I've ever heard. Bold Venture sounds like a happy loser. Yeah, it's like naming your motorboat wild thing. <laughs> Bold venture, <laughs> wild thing with why. That's right. So uh, wild bang. Maestro got screwed out of a point. We all went zero for three on our Kentucky Derby locks. They were not on the show last week uh, for our sharp eared listeners. We posted them exclusively on Instagram, where you can find BMOC original content, unlike anything you've ever seen on Instagram. Before. I I do I do want to say one Ooh, thing. Right. I, I I have a proposition. All right. Because Maestro got screwed and I have a proposition. Whatever. I'm willing to give him I'm willing to give him 0.25 for the win. <laughs> that way that way now listen, that way there's no chance we can tie this year. So he he is we are guaranteed at least he can't tie. He'll either win or lose by 0.75. Do you want do you no. accept? All right, good. Go go <laughs> yourself. Maestro's like, look, all my fellow betters lost $68 million. I'm, I stand with them. That's right. <laughs> all yeah, right, yeah. guys. Well, that's, guys know. that's a lot about horse racing. Go ahead, Maestro. I was going to say, you guys know. You know you know, I won. Just like all those horses know. Who the yeah. best horse was that day? Pick the horses. So, uh, but we'll uh, we'll continue making picks for the next two races in the Triple Crown and uh, see if uh, if my system produces at least one winner there. Uh, I hope I hope there's a poop cam because I'm ready to make a bet. <laughs> that really, I'm telling you, if we go to Beulah Park one night, you'll watch and and it's it's quite amazing. I think we need Speaking to go. Of poop right. Cam, let's talk about the fun spot. Time for the fun Yay! spot. Fun spot. Time for the fun spot. It was your pick here, Maestro. Why don't you lead us off here? What are we doing? All right. So I thought it would be fun. We've talked about it off outside of the podcast a few times. Um, you know, it is it is baseball season. And uh, one of us is a baseball guy. Um, baseball, hey, guy. baseball guy. That's me. Baseball Last guy. year, I think we were a little bit more tapped into to all things baseball. And we had all picked a prospect uh, last year. And I thought we would just do a, a quick update on our prospects. 2018. Right. Uh, let's start with you, coach. All right. My, my prospect was Eric Lauer. He was a, he is a pitcher for San Diego last year. He came up and had a six and seven record, uh, respectable, um, this year, he actually was their opening day starter. He is two and three right now with an ERA of four point three, which isn't that's not too bad. Which isn't great, um, but he's still in this. He's still on the staff, and he's one of the top five. So, I mean, he's at a point now that if he was start, he's their uh, game opening day starter. He's there for the year, so he's made the show, and he's sticking right. around now. He's a lefty. That means at this point, his career is set. Somebody will keep picking him up. So, can Eric I? Lauer, can I- can I ask you a question? Yeah. Does he have a beard or tattoos? He does not. Hmm. Hmm. Then I don't know. Can I have to work on that? He is. Yeah, he is clean shaven. Kent State boy. Nice. Kent State, Eric Lauer. All right, Maestro. How about your My guy? My guy, he is also a pitcher. He's also 23. His name is Mitch Keller. He's from Iowa. Pirates picked, it, picked him uh, up in 2014, second round. He is triple A, so he hasn't made it to the majors yet, but he's close. Uh, Pirates are hurting for their big – I think they have two pitchers that are hurt. 
He's probably going to be the next guy called up, but they're thinking it'll probably be mid-season before they call him up. He needs to work on a slider cutter. But he's mm. he's playing really well. Triple A is in is at the Indianapolis Indians, and uh, he's striking out a lot of guys and not walking many guys. So he's he's prime. And ready. We'll is he a lefty? Uh, he's, we'll try he's and we'll try and see him pitch. <laughs> we'll try and see him pitch if they come through Columbus. Yeah, we should. And it, yeah, I know neither of you guys have seen much live baseball, um, so that'll be a real treat for you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I need to see more baseball. Uh, yeah, more baseball. Okay. More baseball, everybody. Uh, well, I went non-pitcher. I picked Vlad Guerrero Jr. I was a huge fan of Vladimir Guerrero and his uh, career. He just got called up on April 26th with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays after really tearing it up. Last year, he started at AA and then was at AAA. I thought he'd, he got some time at the end of the season, but this year he's been called up, I think, for the season – and he has just lit up the big league pitchers. He's hitting 167. <laughs> uh, he's five of 30 um, thus far. So it's going to take him some time, I think, to uh, sometimes, you know, a prospect comes up and they either have his number right away or it takes him about a month to figure him out. And I think he's, they had his number right away. He's got to figure out this pitching. Well, no, yeah, he, his five hits were all on inside pitches. Yeah. And he's, he's an aggressive, aggressive player at the plate like he when he takes a hack he's not looking to go opposite field he's he's looking to take it to the seats I mean once he gets his I like to say his sea legs and figures out off-speed pitching he he will be a, a a force to be reckoned with but right now the big league pitchers are they got his number right now he doesn't know what to swing at and what not to yep but uh perhaps the Blue Jays are keeping him in there they're, they're like we know this kid's gonna be good and we suck, so we need him up here to fill the seats. Hey, what do you know? You've reached the halfway point of this fine run you're running. It's time to turn around and head home. Very good. Sucking. What, what happened to the Indians the other night against the Brewers? Oh, you mean... We, we had a bit of a rough run, Naylor. We lost 7-1 to one tonight, I think. They lost 9-1 to one to the White Sox, and then they lost to uh Oh, I'm glad Chicago got those two extra insurance runs. The Mariners mixed up. Yeah, Mar- they they pitched Cody Anderson because well, um, Corey Kluber is now on the the, sh- the shelf with a broken arm, and this guy Cody Anderson they brought him up and he was a retread like he's a guy that was really hot but then he had a he had Tommy John surgery and he sucked, and then tonight they just didn't have it. Effing White Sox. Oof. Were you? But like Coach, if I had texted you in the eighth inning, would you be like, "Here's what's going to happen"? <laughs> <laughs> they were at that point i probably would have said go back and watch the blue jackets what are you doing watching the indians for yeah so i didn't see any of tonight's game but i saw some tweets there are only eleven thousand people in the stands for that game and that was that, oh that really was in, in in cleveland yeah What's, yeah they're on a seven game home stand that's not that's a nice stadium speaking of stadiums maestro uh, thank you so much for the tea you guys are, we are in the midst of our Midwest baseball stadium showdown, and it has just taken off. It has taken off. We have double the votes this round. Then we had, well, no, no, I'm looking now, almost double the votes that we had the first round. Three million then? So, yeah, roughly, roughly around four million. We had three million in the first round, four million here. <laughs> Uh, right now, Wrigley Field is ahead of Bush Stadium, four million to zero. <laughs> super, super tight between Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati and PNC two Park in Pittsburgh. So two million each. Two million each. <laughs> Miller Park Man. in Milwaukee and Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City also tied at two million each. Uh oh, we need a, who's gonna what? We but need one more progressive, progressive field. Taking it to guaranteed rate, it's a historic guaranteed rate field. Four million to nothing. Oh, these votes just so, amazing. The turnout. Uh, so voting in this round goes until midnight tonight. I mean, Wednesday night when you're listening to this, and then uh, we'll go to the semifinals in their Midwest Baseball Stadium update shootout. Well worth the five bucks a month. Ooh, I'm gonna, that was so much fun. I'm gonna roll that into the fun spot. Oh, oh, listen. Fun spot. 
Nice work. Fun. You know what else is fun? What else is fun, Coach? Basketball-themed board game called Hoopsters. That is fun. Tell me more. I can tell you it's a game that you play with dice. You have the strategy of backman- backgammon, but you have all of the elements of basketball. You could play it with your friends, your kids, your grandfather, your dad, that smelly old hobo down the street. You could play it with anybody. It's just a fun game that BMOC and I, we came up with it, I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 75 years ago. And we're just efforting like madmen to get it to market. But why haven't we gotten it to market, Pete? <laughs> I, I can, I, it's freaking life, man. It's like. I know that. It, you know, I was thinking the other day and I was like, man, every time we get a little traction, and we have, lately yeah. it's been a little bit. And then you and I will text back and forth. And, and you just feel like this is where this is where we're going to turn the corner. Yeah. You, you just said the four letter word that gets in our way every time, yep. and it's yep. life. But and, and I'm telling you right this now, this summer is going to be huge. Right? Summer is where we turn the corner. That's right. We are making life has got to take a backseat yep. to hoopsters. God damn it, because yep. it's time for hoopsters. And you need, yep. the, in, you and need also, the income for your gal. Yes. So here, uh, there's there's a new hoopsters rule that has been added to the game. And that is, if you are going for one of those layups, um, you know, right around the basket, and there's a defender there, that yes. defender can declare his marble to be Draymond Green and kick you in the nuts. <laughs> and rake your eyes? Yes. Yes! If you get a seven, or if you get a six, it rakes the eyes. If you get a one, his nuts get kicked? Yep. I love it. The Draymond Green rule. The Draymond Green rule. Very good. All right. That's fun. That's, that's a great state. If there was only a way we could keep... Our millions of listeners up to date on what's going on with Hoopsters. Hey, I got an idea. We should have a newsletter that people should sign up for it. If they go to hoopsters.store, they can put in their email address and we'll keep them updated whenever we have a great update, just like this one. Hoopsters.store. Hoopsters.store, everybody. All right, evening commute, guys. All the classics on Classic Rock 98.5. WNCI. All right. To evening commute, we'd like to uh, update everybody on our ongoing year-long competition for Locks of the Week. We're going to give you some locks that you can bet your mortgage on, and we're going to do some trivia. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Okay, so... uh, Couple things on our ongoing playoff updates. Uh, this has not changed since last week. Uh, NBA plus three, plus three, plus two, where we drafted teams. Golden State, Portland, and Denver have all won a series for me. Milwaukee, Boston, and Philadelphia. Boston struggling against Milwaukee tonight, that's for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. For Maestro and uh, coach you at Toronto and Houston. So we are waiting mm. for that next round to come through. Mm. Over, over in the uh, NHL, now I'm uh, plus four with. Columbus, St. Louis, and two series by Carolina. You guys are um, looking good right Maestro now. Maestro now is he's got plus two three. Look, he's, he's got, got two Carolinas on there. Right, because they won. They, they run won two, two series. Uh, yeah, so you get point three. Uh, I I did the I saw that too, and I was like, wait, and then I figured it out because he's a clever son of a gun. Yeah, he's clever. So Maestro is now plus three because Boston won tonight. So he's Boston, Boston, San Jose playing right now. Hopefully, get Maestro another point there. Very exciting. Damn it! I'm out. That's right. I like uh, this game. Last I week, like it. It's I fun. bet you do. Last week's lock of the weeks, we had a you had to pick a major league team that would have a shutout at some point over the last week. And coach, you went with the Mets, and you got a plus one. So if somebody bet their mortgage on your lock of the week, they're happy campers. They, won they, the they also got, one got me an Instagram post out of it too. One nothing <laughs> over the Reds on May second. <laughs> And that was after losing to the Reds one nothing on May 1st. That's amazing. That I just right. knew it was going to happen. Um, Maestro went with the uber-hot L.A. Dodgers, and they did not come through for him, mm-hmm. uh, although they yeah, were right. on the wrong end of a 9-1 to score. And then I picked the Tampa Bay Rays, and they beat the Orioles 7 to nothing on May 3rd. So plus one for me and Coach. Here's how it's all shaking out. 
Oh boy. Maestro still in the lead, 22 of 34. Coach creeping up at 19 of 34. And me in the cellar, 14 of 34. But at least I can see your guys' backs now. You're getting closer to halfway. He's yep. sniffing our bottoms. That's hey, right. everybody. Horse pooping. All right, everybody. <laughs> get, get out your pencils and your notepads, okay? Because it's time. <laughs> Locks. 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 Locks of the week. Of the Who stepped up and put week. this on the show sheet? That by was the way. me. Nice work, well Maestro. I like it. So we have a bunch of playoff series knotted at 3 3, and we're picking the winners. The started here in the NHL St. Louis Blues, Dallas Stars, both 3 3. By the way, we should all pick against Dallas because if they win the cup, it's a negative five point penalty for us. Oh, did I? What did I pick? I hope I didn't pick Dallas. So I didn't. Are we going to continue to go reverse order? Yeah. All right. I'm taking the Blues. I'm sticking with them. All right. I'm Coach. taking. I'm taking the Blues. I'm gonna take Maestro. Oh, you. Why not? Bitch. Nice. All right. In the NBA, the, right. the Denver Nuggets are playing the Portland Trailblazers, tied at two to two. And this is the winner of the series, right? So that's they got some basketball left to play. I'm sticking yeah. with the I'm sticking with Portland. I am too. Damn. What are you gonna do? You're taking the nugs. Yeah, look at you being contrarian. <laughs> Maestro's gonna like in, in one lock of the week week like step five steps ahead of us all. He is. All right. The Sixers and the Raptors also at two to two. I'm stick I'm taking seventy sixers. You would. I'm going to take the Raptors. I'm going 76ers. Yeah, the loser pick. All right. And what? how does this special lock work here, my I friend? don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I just heard whispers that Lou was going to the Lakers with LeBron again, and I thought that that – So we say yes or no yeah, on that? I don't know. All right. Tyrone Lou. Will Tyrone Lou coach the Lakers as head coach? Oh. I'm... Go ahead. Are you going to say yes or no? Or is it just on the coaching staff? Got to be head he coach. Wouldn't be anything less than head coach. He's not. He's not, he? not going to be Monty Williams' assistant. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Oh, okay. I'm going to say yes, yes, yes. Hmm. I'm saying no. I'm saying mm-hmm. no too. Mm. Oh, that's an easy point. You know something we don't know, coach? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Historically, Mitch Kupchak and I hang out. Although Mitch Kupchak's not there anymore, but historically, when Coach makes a super bold claim like that, it blows. It's up way off. <laughs> I'm super excited. So you guys are in great shape. You're going to get all those points. All right, guys. We had a very long uh, morning commute, so we're speeding it up here on the afternoon commute until we get to Coach's final thought, which is going to be 17 minutes in and of itself. <laughs> I, I do need to interject because you mentioned something about Coach doing his Irish accent for the halfway point. Uh, yes, that gets that gets added in post once I figure out how long the whole right, thing right. is. But yesterday on cable, yeah. I was watching the old yeah. uh, Patriot games, you know, with uh, Harrison Ford, and the you know there's some uh, IRA stuff. I, I thought you meant like, huh? yeah, and guy, I thought you meant like old Tom Brady yeah. games. <laughs> there's a guy like that's he's an actor. I can't remember what his name is, but he's in Boston. But he's like the head of the IRA, and goddamn, Longley's voice sounds exactly like him. I was. Oh, really? Isn't it Tommy Lee Jones? No, no, it's not Tommy Lee Jones. It's, I don't know, some other, I don't even think he's alive. Oh my God, I know who you're talking about. I got to watch it now. I got to go to clips. Holy crap. Well, let's uh, let's kick out some of those stingers right now, Coach. I need you to give me Irish guys saying, what do you know? You've reached the halfway point of Sports Wednesday. Turn around and head home. All right, you ready? Mm -hmm. Hey, what do you know? You've reached the halfway point of this fine run you're running. It's time to turn around and head home. All right, and now let's hear it in the British guy who likes Man City. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Mas- <laughs> I want to yell Man City. It's time to turn around. You've run too far. It's time to go. And you know who you should cheer for when you get home. Man City. All right, and let's have uh, Harry Carey. And let's say you're walking or riding your bike instead of running. All right. <clears throat> All right. Walking or running? Hi, everybody. It's time to stop doing whatever you're doing, riding a bike or walking. Turn around and go home. Have an old style. 
Great. And now if you could do a German guy who was raised in the United <laughs> States, but moved back to Germany because he married a German national. Is he under 30 or over 30? He's 46. I can't do that. I only do under 30. Okay. Maestro, you got any voices you can do? Um, no. Oh. You can't give us uh, the zinger voice guy? Can we have a it's halfway point with the zinger voice guy? You know what time it is? It's time to turn around. Hey, hey, are you getting tired yet? It's time to turn around and go home. You're at the halfway point. This is just good stuff. That's really Uh, good. How about the baseball guy? (laughs) (laughs) Baseball guy? The guy just... Yeah. The guy who does, I'm a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. And you're jogging now. And you're jogging now. Are you getting tired? Better turn around and go back home. <laughs> All right. And then uh, I'll do a couple. The first one I do is coach. You're doing great. Everything's awesome. You just have the best staff in the major leagues. Turn around and head home. Watch the game. All right. I'm going to do BMOC. <laughs> you know, this whole thing that you're doing and walking or jogging or running, it's just not compelling stuff to me. I think you should just turn your <laughs> ass around and just go home. Not compelling at all. Oh, folks, this will be the Sports Wednesday podcast that officially ends all our friendships. <laughs> I love it. Is this the E of the F? Okay, I'm going to do Maestro. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, here we go. Hey, you y- 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 need to turn around now. <laughs> Oh, very good. This isn't going to make much sense when you're listening to it, but you know what? Once we start dropping it in the halfway point, you're going to be glad we did it. You're going to love it. The Sports Wednesday workout plan. Once a week, 52 minutes. You're going to lose. Weight's just going to fall off of you. If you uh, if you're like me and you like to smoke when you run, I usually have three cigarettes on the way out and four cigarettes on the way back in. And this is going to really help me figure out when I light up that fourth cigarette. Light up that last lung dart. You'll be good to go. Yeah. Very good. Lung darts. All right. Trivia, guys. Trivia. 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 Racing trivia. Any kind of race. Auto race, horse race, running race, walking race. You know, walking's an Olympic sport. That always just seems weird to me. Who wants to go first? How about you, Maestro? I'll go first. All right. This is uh, trivia. It's, it's kind of like knowledge. It's not really trivia. Okay. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to give you uh 1 2 3 4 5 costs. And I want you to line them up with the car that it goes with. I'm only going to give you four choices for the car. So there's one disruptor in there. Okay. So I got to write cars. this down. Race car costs. Costs. Right? Okay. So the four types of cars are a NASCAR Car, okay. A rally car, okay. Indy car, and Alrighty. a Formula One car. Ooh, okay. So the rally car, like they drive across the yeah. desert. Rally Na- car. NASCAR's got some nice cars. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to give you five. This is the cost to build one of these cars. All right. Mm-hmm. Cost one five hundred thousand. Cost two one million. Cost three, three million. Cost four, ten million. And the last one, fifteen million. So what Whoa. costs go with what car? All right, I'm going to say the Formula One is the most expensive. I just don't know if it's fifteen or ten, but I'm going to go on the high end and say fifteen. That's a, if you get the heated seats. Yeah, fifteen. Fifteen, definitely heated seats in the. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's say the Indy card. I'm going to say $3 million on an Indy car. $3 million wasn't a okay. choice. But, uh, okay. Was five yeah, one of the choices? You said $500,000, million. $1 million, $3 million, oh, yeah. $10 million. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So, so uh, I'm, I'm going to take that back. <laughs> it's not. It's I'll say $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> He gave away his disruptor. Classic <laughs> maestro. Classic. Well played. <laughs> And then, All right. So you guys both agreed on the Formula One car being fifteen. 
Yeah. All right. And then uh, you want to say NASCAR one million? Yeah, that seems low, but we'll go with that because it's not five hundred thousand, and then we'll say the rally car five hundred thousand. But that seems yeah. wrong too. But that's here. What did you do? What was Fine. the Indy car? Ten. Okay. All right. So you got the Formula One car right. That was it. Yeah, I knew they were expensive. That was it. This car is only five hundred grand. Rally car is one million, and the Indy car is two million. I guess we should say they're stock cars, so you get the stock yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn yeah. it! So, we interesting. Were two million was not one of our options. Two million, three million, whatever it takes. <laughs> uh, and then that's so. <laughs> here is something like in Days of Thunder, which is where all of our NASCAR knowledge comes from. Oh, absolutely! They get like two cars off the lot. And then they make them into race cars. That's literally, they take a stock car and turn it into a race car, but they don't do that anymore. Like everything on them is, uh, is custom. Oh yeah. But it has to, f- has to pass the test, but everything's custom now. They don't just roll them out the cars and then they get to do what they want to them. Yeah. But that test, they got, they get three guys out there who have been drinking natural light for 14 hours and Woo-hoo! they go, does that look like a Chevy Malibu to you? <laughs> and if all three say yes, then it can race. And they have to, they all have to go, <laughs> all right uh, well that's a lot of money 15 million formula one cars interesting information there maestro i also have an auto racing one so i'm gonna go next All guys right. okay go ahead because mine's not auto racing. this is it is uh actually drag racing which i've never seen in person NHRA. which is odd NHRA. There, yeah yeah there's a there's like a world-class track not far from here yeah, yeah. it's out in uh Pataskala or somewhere out there oh is that obets I feel like once our kids are in college, we're going to just do all of this stuff. Oh, and they start. And then after like three months of doing stuff, we're going to be like, there's nothing left to do. We're all bummed. I have no purpose. The fastest. So they race a quarter mile. The fastest quarter mile ever raced was in 2011. Here are your choices. Okay, here we go. The top speed, 386 miles per hour, 392 miles per hour. 347 miles per hour or 329 miles per hour. Mm. <laughs> I'm going 386. Was 392 a choice? Yeah. 392 is a choice. I'm going 392. Well, one of you is correct, and it is Maestro. <gasps> Damn it. Oh, yeah. This was, it, was a, it was a funny car, and it did a quarter of a mile in 3.58 seconds. <laughs> 386, 621.61 kilometers per hour. That is some serious gigawatts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, They very overshot cool. the gigawatts. So, uh, yeah. And the, the interesting thing was it was just an engine from a Dodge Omni. They just dropped it in there. <laughs> Those things are powerful as hell. <laughs> hell. All right, Coach, what do you got? All right, got mine is uh, back to horse racing. And right. uh, I, I, I have a feeling BMOC is going to get this right. But what was the fastest time, <clears throat> fastest time ever at the uh, Kentucky Derby? And if you already know this, don't yell it out. I was going to give a few choices. Or do you know it right off the top? BMW? I do not know. Okay, good. So is it um, two minutes, one second? Is it one minute, 59 seconds, 0.4? Or is it one minute, 57 seconds, point three. 157.3, or two minutes and one second. No, it's like it's like right below two minutes. What was the last one? 157? 157.3 and 159.4. And then two minutes, one second. I'm going to say 159.4. Mm, I'm going to say 157.3. It is... One of you is right. It is 159.4. And do you, you want to guess it is a famous race race uh, racehorse that broke it? Alidar. Secretariat? Secretariat. Now, here's, do you want the bonus question? Yeah. I know you do. Obviously, Secretariat went on to win the Triple Crown. Can you guess within two lengths how many lengths Secretariat won the Belmont in? Ooh, that's a long it's, race. It's a big number. I'm just going to give you, it's a big like, number. Yeah. I'm going to say 17. Okay, go it's ahead. It's a big... The other horses, right? Yes. It's a, it's a big number. I'm going to say a dozen. You're going to say 12. Okay, so 
put your two together and you're still not enough. One by wow. 31 lengths. Wow. <laughs> 31 lengths. That is an ass kicking. 31 lengths. If you were at that race and like your horse was in second, would you be going, come on, catch him. <laughs> come on. You got it in you. You got a kick. Yeah. Could you imagine and that? Earlier tonight when I said, you know, we, we, we shouldn't pretend horse racing is not exploitative to the animals, but we should point out that after they retire, then they get whored out by their owners for the rest of their Oh my lives. God. And I've seen, I've seen those places. Like I was at the Kentucky horse farm and holy cow, they live good lives. I know it's, they still had to be exploited, but they do take care of them. Yeah. Calling a timeout here. Immediate timeout. <laughs> You were at the Kentucky Horse Farm. What's going yeah, on here, I've, Coach? I visited the Kentucky Horse Farm. My uh, the Kentucky Horse Farm because there's like a thousand of them. Yes. No, it's the big one. It's the one where they they house all the Kentucky Derby winners and like 15 acres. It's beautiful. Like my uh, mother-in-law, she's from Tech uh, from Kentucky, and we like took a visit with all the cousins, like all mm-hmm. the little nephews, and, she, and one of our stops was our last stop on Sunday. She had been there. And we went to the Kentucky horse farm. Yeah, I loved they're, it. I thought it was really like, cool. They're retired though. They're not even breeding. Yes, they're retired, but they have like this this stable where you can go in and you can see a lot of them that like, you're like, like they're not always out, but some of them are out and then they bring them out and then you see these majestic beasts and there's horses everywhere. They have, you know, giant quarter horses and mm-hmm. it's really pretty cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think that makes you uh, our official... Um, Horse racing expert. Good job, coach. Mm, okay. Are you sure about that? I mean, I have family yeah. that have horses, but whatever. Do you, okay. Maestro? My sister and brother-in-law. Yeah, Who? Jeez, we're learning all of this. What kind of horses they're, do they have? They're at the Derby every year. They're involved. Yeah, oh, that's I don't right. know if they've ever had horses in the actual race, but they've yeah they've been in the industry for a long time. Noise. I oh, think wow. with that information, that makes Maestro our horse racing expert. Too late. Too Damn late. it. I was, I was the expert for like literally 42 seconds. I mean, yeah, but like I'm the hockey expert because I've been to the Hockey Hall of Fame, but I know the least about hockey compared to you guys. So the expert yeah, that's true. on a medium sports talk show actually means not the expert. It just means Kind of how person. we call you coach. Oh. <laughs> oh. Nice. Oh. Final oh. slam. Final slam. Finish I him. Like, uh, I feel like we haven't had music in a while, and I know it's not on the show I, sheet, but Maestro, I think we could need you, something could you right play now. us a transition? Sure. <laughs> yes. Final thoughts. Final, Final thoughts. Thoughts. Final thoughts with Coach. It's about Coach. It's about hockey. Hockey. <laughs> hockey. Biscuits Final in the basket. Thoughts. Put the biscuit in the basket. Final thoughts. Pardon my French. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put anything else in the basket. Um, my final thought is about a the tisket, hockey game. A tasket. A green and put yellow the basket. In the basket. <laughs> Final thoughts. So my, my final thought is about the hockey game that we witnessed. And uh, I had an observation. That's all I really want to talk about. And it felt like, like I, I mentioned earlier, that there was like this mental edge that uh, Boston had over um, the Blue Jackets. And I figured out what type of mental edges it is or what type it is. It's the big brother over the little brother edge. Mm-hmm. Like it literally mm-hmm. felt like at many times before this series started and even in the first couple games, the better teams seemed like the Blue Jackets. Like they went in, they were – crisping everything coming out of Tampa Bay. They were the best hockey team with the best goalie. And then all of a sudden big brother said, you know what? I'm going to give you a noogie and uh, I don't want you ever do that again. And if you come in my room and touch my albums, I'm going to smack you in the face. And that's exactly what they did tonight to him when, um, Oh man, they just, they beat him up all over the place. And specifically when McAvoy, I think it's McAvoy, um, took the shoulder to Anderson's f- head. Mm-hmm. Like that was a legitimate like smack and nobody retaliated. And I know that's playoff hockey, but that felt like the little brother saying, I don't know that anybody I, saw I, it. Like and, and they might've, Oh, they saw I mean, it. I and then they, they had time to, they had time but, like at the moment. 
Yeah, but th- but every Blue Jacket had time to see the replay in the in the locker room in between oh, periods. Sure, yeah. Like that that felt like the little brother that just said, well, "We can't beat him. Let's just it's just easier if we don't. Then he won't beat us up." Yeah, it's like uh, like and it's I like Chet and, and Weird Science. He's holding yes, head and they're flailing, and they just and like it's it, to the point where it's like they just have this. I think it, it it happens in sports. It's happened. I I had it as a big brother, and it exists, but it is a real thing. And I think it happens in sports too. I, I bet you we could spend a whole episode on who's every team's little brother. The teams that mm-hmm. win, you could pick those teams. I mean, they're they're easy. And there's ways there's ways through it, and I think it has to be. There these are younger teams have to score. They have to score like two or three goals right out of the gate. That's the only way. They have to absolutely bury them in hockey. They have to bury them early so that takes so doesn't they can't use those That's tactics because Big Brother tactics don't don't beat talent. Like talent beats Big Brother. Ta- I mean, if talent is better than Big Brother tactics, but Big Brother tactics smack down that talent yeah. and they make you yeah, hide it. Close game. It's always going to be Big Brother that wins. Always. Or, or uh, well, both, both, both of you guys, both of you guys have older brothers. Uh, I don't, so um, I don't have any brothers, so I have to take your word for it. But the closest I come is when uh, Maestro sends me a text that upsets me because he forgets to put in an emoticon to cue me into it that it was joking. <laughs> Which I have to tell you, can I be very honest right now? It's your favorite thing. You guys love it. <laughs> Like I just, I told him the other day, he's like, you know what? Sometimes I like to throw something out there that's vague enough that maybe BMOC thinks that maybe we're serious or maybe it's a dig and he's not sure how to take it. He's going to spend the next five to 10 minutes almost, what? I, I'm, I'm not sure how to take this. What do I do with this? I needed an emoticon. Why? Where's the feeling? Where's the emotions? And yeah, if uh, if my wife was on here, she would be like, she would just be telling you the number of times she's gotten a phone call from me. And I'm just like, I just need to check. I think. Brian is joking, but I'm not sure he might really be mad at me. I'm never <laughs> mad at you, BMOC. Here's the it's funny though, Coach and I do have a thread that's dedicated to it's called Messing with BMOC, and we just we have just a, a laundry list of things that we like to keep going with. Oh Thank yeah, you. well I've got my own show called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Coop, man. What a great guy. Uh all right, I didn't. I don't want to make Coach's final thought about me, but I did. Well, why wouldn't you? That's your Coach, thing. Coach makes his final thought about him. <laughs> my final thoughts. Because it's my goddamn final thought. I could do whatever I want. That is true. All right. Yeah. Well, Coach, I, I think you're right, though. There's even though like the players are all experienced and probably at the same levels of experience, there was a franticness to the Blue Jackets and a calmness to the Bruins. There really was in the the bits and pieces of the series I saw. Yes. And uh, we all went to OU, and like you know, when we play Ohio State, it's like we're gonna go play our big brother. Oh, they're gonna noogie us. They're gonna give us a noogie. They're gonna give me a swirly. Do they do that? All now? right, folks, it's an hour and five minutes. Not <laughs> bad. What a powered pay! Hey, you can get thirty-two and a half minutes in your runner walker ride today. That's right. Everybody is now just returning to their houses. They're waiting. What, what should they be looking for at their house now that they're done with their workout? Coach? All right, come on in when you're done with your workout. Wipe that nasty sweat off. Get yourself a Michelob Ultra. Look in that box in the corner next to those old trophies that your your older brother won and pull out the David Blatt bobblehead and you pat him on the head and say, get out of here, David. We're all finished. Sports Wednesday is all done. <laughs> Was that original, Maestro? No, it's the Beastie Boys. But sounded you great. You gotta fight. It sounded really good. For your right. Anyway, uh, the new logo looks great in podcast apps. It's 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 great in. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown, 
Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. <laughs>